Thanks for being here. We know your time is valuable, and for you to spend it with us every week is very much appreciated. Our next guest is Michelle Bosch, and she warns entrepreneurs not to fall victim to the shiny object syndrome. You must have a singular focus to be successful. Now, her focus is land. What's yours? True growth branches out from your singular focus. By the way, I recorded this episode with Michelle back in April, and you'll hear as we talk about the COVID crisis that we're both optimistic by the time this airs that it would be well behind us, but obviously it's still going on. So just wanted to let you know what was in our minds when we recorded back in April, just so you have a frame of reference on how this interview was conducted. At any rate, Let's get going. Episode number 107 starts right now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. Jeff Litnikoff, very happy to have a fellow podcaster on with me. And, of course, she does way more than podcasting. Her name is Michelle Bosch, and she's the co-founder and CFO of Orbit Investments and a full-time real estate investor since 2002. Get this. She has bought and sold over 4,000 pieces of real estate and built the third largest land investment and auction company in the U.S., She's also, she does much more than that, believe me. She's also the co-creator of nationally recognized land profit generator program, created that and focused on teaching others how to invest in land and created over 145,000 followers by the Forever Cash podcast radio show. And then also you can check her out at landprofitgenerator.com, ultimateboardroom.com and social media channels, all sorts of other stuff. Michelle, I could spend the whole interview reading your bio, and I'm just going to bring you in. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's an honor being here with you. And, hey, that sounds like an amazing bio, but at the end of the day, I'm just a simple person that is willing to, number one, work hard, and, number two, seize opportunities that perhaps others miss. So, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you. And so let's dive in just with a brief of your bio. I just read a little bit of it, but I always like to hear bios in the words of my guests. So why don't you tell us what got you to this place? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm an immigrant actually from Honduras. I came here to the U.S. in 1995. My husband is also an immigrant uh, from Germany. We met here, went to school, got our MBAs, went to work, and absolutely hated our jobs. But we couldn't let go of those jobs because our green cards, our permanent residency really depended on those jobs. You know, our, our working visas were basically through those companies. And But we knew that, there's, that there was a better way. We were incredibly deeply unfulfilled. Uh, we had no freedom and certainly the paycheck, you know, didn't necessarily reflect or equal, you know, the amount of effort, energy and time that we were putting, you know, into our jobs. And so we started looking for other things that we could do. And we thought about real estate back home. You know, my family had had real estate and um, it had worked really, really well for us. And so I suggested, let's start looking into real estate. And the very first thing that came to mind was like, well, let's start looking into houses. Well, it turns out that maybe it was, you know, our immigrant immigrant background uh, that found that incredibly complicated with us not knowing 
how to estimate repairs on a house, how to estimate uh, roofing, foundation issues, um, having, you know, no negotiation skills to go run and meet a seller whenever they call you and try to put their property on their contract. It's not that we had bad credit. We just had no credit because we were not from here. And so we kind of stumbled into land. We came across a concept called tax liens and tax deeds here in the U.S. where basically people, if they're delinquent on their property taxes, they can actually lose their property, which for us was incredibly mind-blowing. We both come from countries where that will absolutely never happen. It is not the case. And uh, I remember going to an auction. It was incredibly competitive. And, um, and we figured, man, there, there's, there's a lot of the properties that are coming up for auction are actually vacant pieces of land. And if these people have, you know, lost them now after five years of being delinquent, maybe these people have completely checked out from their properties and mentally, emotionally many years prior. Why don't we start trying to contact these people directly way before these properties go to auction and I don't have to deal with, you know, a very competitive environment because if you've ever been to an auction, you know, at the, you know, court steps or, or anything like that, it's incredibly competitive. It feels like you're in, in a shark-infested tank. And so we, over, the, over a period of like almost three years, started perfecting our model, uh, trial and error on direct marketing, because that's actually how we reach out to sellers. And after three years, we were actually able to work and develop something that we could scale from that moment on. And we are able to buy to this day, since 2002, properties for 5 to 25 cents on the dollar and then turn around and sell those for 50, 60, 80, even 100%, depending on whether we flip those for cash or we do those with seller financing, meaning somebody gives me a down payment on a piece of land, say, that, uh, that is out there for $10,000 that I have it advertised. I may have paid six, $700 for that piece of land. They give me $1,000 down, and then for the next, Five years, they pay $200 or $300 a month, every month. So that's kind of like what we developed over the years. And we went from doing 60 deals our first year to 150 the next year. And by that time, we had our green cards. We were able to quit our jobs and pretty much focus on one singular activity, which is land flipping. I know it doesn't sound sexy, but finally, when we focus on that one thing, you know, our paycheck really equaled the amount of effort and time and energy that we were putting into that job or into that work, yeah. And, and we were able to basically grow from there to having, you know, buying 80 properties pretty much every month and having an auction with either 150 or 200 properties once a quarter. And we basically did that, you know, all the way into 2008, started moving with the market shifting to selling online. We became students of online marketing in 2009, my husband said, you know what, this is something that actually somebody can replicate. And we started sharing that with others. And I have to give him credit, you know, over that because he's really the teacher at heart. And just the land business has, had been so transformational for us. Even up to that point, we started allocating some of our cash profits and our cash flow from the land into single family homes here in Phoenix because Phoenix was for sale. So while everyone was losing their shirts, you know, we kept on flipping land and creating cash, using that as our cash machine so we could go and start buying single-family homes for buy and hold so that we could start really growing our what we call forever cash, which is passive cash flow. It's what in the traditional real estate world is passive cash flow. But at the cornerstone of everything, you know, it has always been land. 2016, fast forward, 
we decide, okay, we've been looking at a door at a time. How can we start looking at multiple doors at a time? And that's when we started in large multifamily. Uh, we own several, you know, properties of anywhere between 96 units to 160-something units. And But we continue doing land flipping. And we continue doing land flipping even right now in spite of the pandemic because we don't need to see a piece of land like you have to when you go and put a property under contract. We don't need to go and estimate. We don't need to send an inspector. We don't need to have an open house. Like all of that stuff over the last three weeks, you know, has completely gone away with everyone being um, quarantine at home. And, um, and so just feeling incredibly blessed by, you know, and, and just my heart filled with gratitude by a, a business model, by having a business model that allows us to continue moving forward in spite of everything that is going out there in the world right now. So that's kind of like the story. And that's how we got to where we are right now, now over 4,000 flips, over $70,000 of passive cash flow per month just from the land note. And it's really been a business that has allowed us now, I can really, really say, to live out the four freedoms that every entrepreneur that starts a business really strives for. And that's freedom of money, freedom of time, freedom of relationships. And with us now sharing it with others, really a freedom of purpose. Because now we are allowing other people to experience the transformation of that land flipping has done for us in our lives and, and, and share that with, with others and replicate the same success. So pretty blessed and in spite of everything that is going on out there in the world right now. And as we record this, of course, it's April 2020, as you all know that I am way ahead of my recording. So hopefully by the time you are hearing this, speaking to the listeners, all of this uh, pandemic stuff is a distant memory to you. And that's that's my hope anyway. I know Michelle and I were talking off the air. We just want to go out of the house. <laughs> yeah, and, yes, exactly. But, um, and, and start hugging people. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Yeah, the, no, no more social distance for a little while anyway. So, Michelle, is, uh, one more question before we round into our uh, last few questions here. When you are talking directly to the entrepreneurs listening and the business people and whatnot, you mentioned something very interesting. We finally had to focus on one thing. So maybe you could talk about how you had to hone down to get to something that you could do over and over again repeat it and then be successful because i think sometimes entrepreneurs especially can i guess it's the shiny object syndrome they're always looking for this or looking for that what's the next big idea and by focusing on that one thing flipping land you were able to be very successful it's allowed you to branch out so maybe you could speak to them about that concept yeah absolutely i have to say that if you feel like you succumb to shiny pen, you know, to shiny object syndrome, you are absolutely normal. That's all of us. That's all of us entrepreneurs. That's why, that's what makes us successful. That's what makes us, you know, have that warrior spirit. That's what makes us want to continue learning new things because we're curious. We're innately curious. And, and, it, and it's a matter of harnessing basically that curiosity and creating enough diversity within your lane so that you don't get bored. And, and so for us, for example, that translated in the, in the land world or in the real estate world, there's so many ways to skin this cat, you know, in terms of real estate and make money with real estate. But we decided, okay, this is the most simple model that we know. 
This is the one that requires, you know, the least amount of effort. And if we can really hone in on this and really figure it out, systemize it. We're very process-oriented people, Jack and I, uh, very left-brain type of people. If we can, if we can process this, if we can bring in an amazing team, you know, that really shares our core values, and, and we can really blow this out of the roof, yeah. And so that was our thinking back then. It is incredibly hard. It requires a lot of self-discipline. It is an ongoing exercise of always looking at, okay, what do I need to stop doing so that I can focus on the one thing, you know, so that I'm really moving forward on this one thing versus having lateral busy movement in a lot of other things that are not really, you know, making me move forward as fast as I, as I wish I would be going. And so for us, we specialize even, you know, to that degree in only three types of land. If they did not, if they t- today, to this, you know, to this day, if they do not meet those, that box of is it an infill lot, is it a, a lot in the path of growth, or is it a recreational property that I can sell really, really well, we don't touch it, you know. We don't do any big subdivision, any big aggregation, any, any of, or we don't do mobile homes on them. All we do is those three types of property. I know exactly. I understand the psychographics and the motivations of my three buyers, my exits for those three types of property. And that's all I care about. Yeah. And how we have eventually added diversity for us is one that was under, we had it under our belt, systematized, successful, repeatable, because, because that's the beauty of thing. When you focus on one thing, you can create scale, and scale means repetition, and repetition means mastery. And when you have mastery, it's like having a PhD and making money. And so you need to stick it out until you go from being like a, an early learner to a cautious to already having some uh, level of peak performance, and, and, and you want to get bored and want to start you know, straying away, and, and that's when you have to have discipline to keep it there and, and continue going that same path and once that is fully developed and you have a team and take care of that completely, can you then start going and saying, okay, you know, let me look at something else? Because that's kind of like what happened or that's the process that we went through. In 2009, we lifted our heads. We saw everyone was losing their shirts and we're like, oh, my gosh, we continue doing land. We're, we just migrated, you know, from doing land auctions to doing them to selling our property online. And let's start looking for single-family homes because, it makes sense. The numbers now make sense. We had a much bigger level of sophistication at that point from the point of view of even assembling another team that could right away uh, bring us quantum leap in the rehabbing of the properties that we were going to have for buying a hold and so on and so forth. And that's kind of like by 2016, that's again what happens in multifamily, single family. We have it in three markets now. The asset management, we have that down. We understand how to you know, what it takes to repair a kitchen, flooring, roofing. And so we were ready to then master the next thing and so on and so forth. But for a long period of time, uh, the mastery came from focus on focusing on one thing and not having this energy being just pretty much diluted everywhere, yeah? And, and instead of it focusing on one singular activity and being the best of that. That's, I mean, that's how, at least how we see ourselves, you know, even right now, when, when we teach others, we are the number one incubator of land flipping businesses in the country because we know how to build, grow, and scale. And we teach that to others as well. 
All right, let's talk about some resources. Of course, I mentioned Michelle's websites at the top of this, and we won't go over those again because they'll be in the show notes, and there'll be many different ways to get connected with Michelle and her companies and all that other good stuff. But, Michelle, what are some resources that you think would inspire folks listening? I love uh, – there's a TED Talk by Simon Sinek called Start With Why. I would highly recommend that. It has, I don't know how many millions of views, but that's one of the four pillars of business. You know, four pillars of business are why you're doing this, the who, the what, and the how. And you need to start with a good why in order for whatever it is that you're doing in business so that you can find heart and and not just be a transactional thing, you know, that you're working on, but it be really transformational to you and to whoever you're serving. So I would start with that. I have a book also that I love, and it's called The Pumpkin Plan, and it goes to this focus on one singular activity. It's called The Pumpkin Plan, and it's by Mike Michalowicz. And that also talks about that whenever you want to create that big trophy-style pumpkin, you need to cut everything else so that all resources, all energy goes to that one big pumpkin if you want to have a chance at winning the prize for the biggest pumpkin. So it's an, an amazing business book, and he's also the the author of Profit First. That's another book that I love as well. Um, so those would be my resources, yeah. All right, final question. And the floor, of course, is yours. I'd like to start with the guests and then with the guests. So, Michelle, how would you like to address the audience as we close out the podcast? Well, I, I just like to say that if you're looking for something, to start with something. Start with something that that you can, you know, that you can manage, that is simply, that you can wrap your head around and, uh, and once you decide, commit and go through what I call the four C's. Commit to it. That means burn all the boats, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and take action. Muster the courage to take action, whether you feel ready or not. The, the universe listens to brave. And then and, and do whatever it takes, you know, do the hard work. Uh, we need to think of our businesses as, as athletes that, you know, when athletes train for sports, that's how we need to think of it. And, and by going through that process of committing, of mustering the courage, of gaining the capability, you will undoubtedly have the confidence, you know, to go for bigger and bigger projects, bigger and bigger businesses or bigger, bigger types of deals, you know, innovating in zeros and so on and so forth. So if anything, yeah, that's, that's what I would love to, you know, leave them with. I love it. Michelle Bosch co-founder and CFO of Orbit Investments, and so much more. Again, we could take another 20 minutes doing just half of your bio, and but we'll let you go. We know you're very busy. Thank you very much, Michelle. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It was a, it was a pleasure being here. On the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, we feature Cassie Parks, who retired at age 32 and is a seven-times best-selling author. And she teaches her clients to control their money story to manifest their dream life. In her show, she talks about how she's helped people around the world. And you can get a little bit from Cassie right now. And so what you want to do is just start to pay attention to how is that playing out in your life and is that what you want. And if it's not what you want, you don't have to fix it in the moment. You can just say, all right, I'm going to stop telling that story. Because it's as powerful to stop telling a story as it is to tell a new story. I call it starving the old story. Once you starve it, you don't you stop giving it energy to be written tomorrow and the next day and the next day. It it just starts. It it ceases to exist, and then you can start writing a new powerful story. However you want to 
talk about money and be with money. And you can do that every day for free. It's not a money story, but a podcasting story. Podcasts grow by people sharing them. So I'd love it if you could share this podcast. And also, my partners at Athena International would love it if you could share it as well. Plus, rate and review it. I'm not exactly sure how this works, but I do know that the more ratings and reviews a podcast gets, the better off it is from the technical standpoint, the algorithm, if you will. So if you could do that, I would really appreciate it. And again, my partners at Athena International would appreciate it and see you next week. Thanks again for being here.